Do-do-do. Hello there, Nerdtocalypse here, and we're asking you, our lovely listeners, to support our programming by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse. For as little as $1 a month, your contribution will continue to make this show very special for our current listeners and newcomers. For a mere $2 a month contribution, we will help you promote by plugging your band, YouTube channel, podcast, or any other project you're currently working on. And we'll do this every week for as long as you remain a patron. And finally, we have a limited $5 a month perk that will gain you a spot in the top five patron guest list, which means when our show requires a guest, you will be among the five people we ask first to be on the show, and will be chosen in order. We thank you deeply for your continued loyalty as listeners, and hope to put these contributions to good use. Remember, we're not only doing this because we love it, but because we love being nerdy, and we know you do too. So head over to patreon.com slash now to make your contributions, and enjoy this brand new episode of Nerdtocalypse Podcast. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the nerd, nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds take, take over. over! Nerd alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. This is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for this week's edition of the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast with your hosts, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. As always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics from Marvel and DC Comics, TV and film, Star Wars, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and beyond, Pokemon, the Walking Dead universe, various anime topics, and most things in between. That's right, guys. Here on this show, we express pride in our pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all of the fandoms that you love. You can find every episode of our show at nerdtocalypsepodcast.com. Also, find our channel at youtube.com slash nerdtocalypsepodcast. Please reach out to us via email at nerdtocalypse at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtocalypse, or facebook.com slash nerdtocalypse. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We'd love some feedback, and it really helps to grow the show and helps other nerds like you to find it. If you're interested in other ways of support, head over to patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse, where you can indulge in one of our many perks and help grow the show that way. Nerdtocalypse is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Please enjoy this week's episode. What's up, Nerdthusiasts, and thank you for joining us for episode 58 of Nerdtocalypse. Damn. Yeah, dude, getting up there. (laughs) Lane is giving head to his microphone. I'm so happy about episode 58, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's a long... This, a, is, this is our last episode. <laughs> we have reached our mark. <laughs> Just no. kidding. There'll be a 59. We assure you. There's too many goddamn good movies coming out to not fucking talk about them this yeah, year. Yeah, damn straight. But, all right. 
This week was known as our finale week because all of the Arrowverse's finales were this week, and we watched them all today, and we were going to discuss them with you now. Not that I don't enjoy discussing them every week, but th- I'm what the fuck? pretty excited that they're actually ended for the year. Like, it frees up our Mondays a little bit. Yeah, we can fuck more. <laughs> like, like I said, I love them to death. I love watching them. And I can't wait for them to come back on already. But I'm pretty excited that we have a, you know, a whole th- solid, th- like five or six months before they're back on the air. We don't have anything. Fuck yeah, dude. Huh? I said fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> huh? All right. Well, let's get this going here. We don't have any news. Sorry about that. There's not a whole. There's not a whole lot that happened. I, they're they're. Um, we're gonna. My just cock do, grew three centimeters. Your cock did. Yeah, that's news. I guess that is news. Like permanently. Three centimeters permanently. How? I don't know, man. You don't know? I shut it in the door and just walked backwards. <laughs> <coughs> and it stayed that way, so. Interesting. Hell yeah. That's a little, now, bar- now that's a little kinda, barbaric. Now it's like a 90 degree angle when I get hard, though. It's interesting. It's like a boomerang. Call me Captain Boomerang now. Digger Harkness? <laughs> Dig your Harkness. Dig. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we're going to just do double news next week, double Gotham's next week, and if everything works good... Probably Wonder Woman. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna give it our best, but let's just move right into Supergirl. Supergirl. Do you? Yeah. Back and forth? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Except if she's crying. She, yeah, she's an ugly crier, as we've seen <laughs> this last episode. <laughs> Don't she's like Daryl Dixon, ugly cry. Ugh. But <clears throat> Supergirl Season 2, Episode 21, titled Resist. This is a first part of a two-part season finale. I guess you could consider each of these the Arrowverse shows two-part finales. They, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, kind of. Pretty much. Because each of them worked into the episode after it, so. Yeah. But, um, all right. Immediately following the Daxam invasion from the last episode, they begun wreaking havoc on the city. Mon-El, along with Lena, are captured with the intentions of being forced to wed. Um, like, yeah, so, like, the, uh, Ray is going to make them get married, make them have children, which she, admi- she uh, reveals later that she doesn't even have to have them have sex to have children. They can incubate children from fucking hair strands and shit. Like, ugh. It's fucked up. And so uh, Martian Manhunter began on uh, man, Martian Manhunter being unconscious and the DEO having been t- overrun. They take the headquarters at the alien bar. Why was he unconscious again? Somebody did some had some weapon. They threw at him. Some yeah, back. it was uh, Rhea. She gave she, she gave him like a never ending nightmare or something. Yeah, something. It was something to fuck with his brain, which is crazy because I feel like I don't know my opinions on. <laughs> well, so they're at the alien bar that that bar that all the aliens go to and when. 
met his girlfriend. The, the only alien bar I think they've ever shown in this show. So yeah. Uh, when they are visited by none other than Lillian Luther, saying that they need to team up to stop a common enemy. But she is turned down, obviously, because she's a little fucking shit stain. And you know, yeah, you have two common enemies, but you ain't going to trust this bitch. Ain't no way in hell you're trusting her. No, fuck that. She wants all aliens gone. So uh, the POTUS contacts Rhea, giving her demands, who is then joined by Cat motherfucking Grant, who throws her two cents in as well. But Rhea is not hearing it, so she shoots down, she shoots down Air Force One and Supergirl saves Cat. And now it is finally revealed that the president is indeed an alien. Now, we knew this as viewers. Yes. We've known this. We've seen it. But nobody in the show knew. No, So yeah. she just, like, like she's, like, under some debris, and she just throws it up. She goes, I guess now you know. Yep. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> she's a weird-looking alien, too. So Pretty they, cool. uh, yeah, she, yeah, I don't know what the fuck she is. Uh, for some reason, she almost looks, she looks like, I don't even know. Like Kind of like a teenage white Martian. <coughs> yeah, something like that. So the plan is set into motion. Alex is to retrieve the cannon. No, I guess not retrieve the cannon. She is to mount the cannon at the DEO. And Supergirl, Lillian, and Cyborg Soups are to board the ship and rescue Monel and Lena. With a bit of gen- genius distraction, Cat Grant from her office sends a message to the people of National City, which Rhea also receives. Are you <laughs> laughing at me? No, I wrote distraction. Yeah, there's lots of fucks. <laughs> Genia, Genius. Genius destruction. <laughs> but pretty much the message was, you know, stand up and fight. You know, you, this is your city. This is your world. They might be stronger than us, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They have the weapons, but don't just bow down and let your fucking city slash planet be taken from you. So. There's a hell of a monologue from Cat oh, Grant. Yeah. Uh, the one and only. So uh, having gotten onto the ship, Cyborg Superman pulls off some R2-D2 type shit by plugging it chips plugging into the ship's mainframe which right before that uh supergirl says all right r2 do what you gotta do and then he like he has this thing come out of his arm that looked exactly <laughs> fucking like the thing that r2 puts into the thing it was spectacular it was awesome two so, dude both these episodes had darth vader re- or star i'm wars. sorry star wars references yeah. a lot of these shows always have star wars references but um they succeed at rescuing them but lillian takes only cyborg superman and lena back to the fortress now, they met up at the fortress, and that's where they teleported from, and the plan was they were all going to come back, but she only took Cyborg Superman and her son, and now planned on giving the order to shoot down the plane with that humongous fucking cannon. Risking well, she took, no, she took her daughter. Lena. Yeah, you said her son. Whatever. I don't feel like I said that. I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> but she took Cyborg Superman and Lena back to the fortress. And she was going to give the order to Alex to shoot the ship down, which apparently this fucking weapon is capable of killing Supergirl. So, fucking, what the fuck is it? Yeah, really. Um. So, yeah, t- via, that, via the teleporter saying that now all the aliens can die together, Supergirl and Wynn. Uh, Supergirl and Wynn having come up with a contingency plan because can't fucking trust Lillian Luther. Yeah, right. She decides to send Monel back while she decides to stay back to reason with Rhea. Even against all of Monel's, like, he, it's not going to happen. You ain't going to reason with her. She's fucking stuck in her ways. All at once, the Prez gives the order to fire. Rhea admits to Supergirl that she killed her own husband so she couldn't pull, so she wasn't able to pull her heartstrings. She's like saying, I killed my own husband. You think you're going to come at me emotionally and think it's going to fucking matter to me? Like, Yeah, she's fucking ruthless. Oh, yes, yeah, very fucking ruthless. And the, and the cannon being seemingly destroyed by heat vision, like because they, they have like weird blue heat vision in this show, so it's... 
I can never f- know for sure. Yeah, it it didn't it it just came out of nowhere. It didn't show who it was coming from or anything like that. It was just but, strange. And uh, but Raya seeming to think that she has not lost, Supergirl is attacked from behind by none other than Superman himself, which that right there ends the and uh, the first part of the finale. No, no. <clears throat> didn't explain anything. Literally, Superman comes in, punches her ass. She flies over, and he she looks up. She says, "Superman," and then the episode ends. Yep, boom. that's the end of that. That moves us right into Supergirl Season 2, Episode 22, Nevertheless, She Persisted. So this is on on our second part of the finale. We start off with a bang. Supergirl and Superman in a fight. And we learn that Rhea has acquired another type of kryptonite known as Silver Kryptonite, which causes Superman to go in a hallucinatory state, causing him to see Supergirl as General Zod. Um, so this fight was pretty cool for Supergirl standard. It was awesome. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes it was gay, like when they were punching each other in the water. Yeah, like, it was. It went on for a little bit too. Like long. if they were punching each other that hard, yeah, the wa- that water should have been like rippling beneath them. But like, it yeah, didn't have any of the the effects of their fight. Like, like in Dragon Ball Z, when they fight, they punch. You know, if they're punched like that hard, yeah, dude, fucking the ground caves in and shit. Like you feel like it should happen. I mean, but by Supergirl standards, it was pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, all in all, long they story were going short, the building on the top. Yeah, he like he was just he like they smashed into the top and they just went all the way down. Boom! That was Dude, he was cool. like I th- I feel like he was punching her like <coughs> like Superman was punching Zod and and Man of Steel. Look a little bit like not a whole lot, but yeah, I feel not like he to was that doing level, that. But yeah. Um, so Supergirl ends up knocking out Superman, which brings him back to his senses. Um, they go to the Fortress of Solitude to try to find some type of solution to the Daxamite problem, and they discover the Dockham or type of oath uh, or a type of oath that initiates an honorable duel for the gods. Uh, Kara calls Rhea and speaks the oath, leaving her no choice but to accept. Um, the others thinking Superman should challenge Rhea. Because they're all like Superman worried. Of, challenge Rhea. Because like fucking Wynn is, I'm not Wynn, uh, Monel is fucking absolutely worried to death <laughs> that she might lose. Right. Dude, Jimmy, I, Jimmy Olsen wasn't in this finale at all. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah. Only as Jimmy Olsen, though. There was a scene where he was, like, helping somebody, but he wasn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. I don't remember that. Um, anyway, so Superman claiming to have been at full power when Supergirl defeated him, which is bullshit, I think. Yeah, he's like, you beat me, and I was at full strength. Fuck yeah. Superman has proven to have been much stronger than any other Kryptonian to ever come on that planet because, for one thing, he's been absorbing the Yellow Sun for much longer. For a second, he's fucking Superman. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's I just think it's BS with the way that they handle the show sometimes. Uh, but uh, basically, she should be the or basically that she should be the one to fight. That she is now the champion of Earth and so on and so forth. Um, but as a contingency, Lena has Lena is tasked with finishing the weapon slash tool that Lex created to dispel kryptonite into the atmosphere, making it impossible for Kryptonians to survive. But they are gonna they're gonna alter it to dispel lead instead for the Daxmites, which unfortunately would also force Monel to have to leave the planet, which is depressing because I l- really liked Monel, um, and I was I was worrying the whole time. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I hope it doesn't come down to that because I really don't want Monel to be gone. But Cat uh, Grant is back in her office doing what Cat Grant does best, um, reporting the news and and putting stuff up on TV and all that good stuff. Martian Manhunter is still being in a coma. Is seemingly woken up by McGon. Uh, Supergirl and Monel. Uh, Supergirl and Monel as her. Se- oh yeah, okay. So Supergirl and Monel as her second meet Rhea on the rooftop, while Superman and Martian Manhunter take care of the city. Due to the fact that Rhea two-timed them and went back on the oath, 
and her ships started attacking the city. So Monel goes to defend the people, um, and out of nowhere, while Martian Manhunter was fighting, Magon shows up with a little army of white Martians. As all is beginning to seem hopeless, um, partly because Rhea bleeds green kryptonite, making it hard to fight her. Uh, Supergirl having the controller, yeah, which is crazy. I, I wonder how. I want to know how the continuity about that. Like, yeah, like that shit is like the fact that she bleeds kryptonite is insane. Yeah, it's weird. Um, never brought up before either. But so, Supergirl having the controller to the for the finished weapon decides to activate it as a last ditch effort, causing Rhea to turn to dust and the other Daxamites to flee. Supergirl having to say farewell to her love sends Monel and her spaceship. Um, well, we think it's her spaceship. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, the world is saved except, or and everybody is happy in their relationship except for Kara, who gets some wise words from and of wisdom from the great Cat Grant. Uh, the episode then ends with Supergirl flying into space and Monel being sucked into some type of wormhole, and which he he looked very panicked as it was happening. So we're not sure what's going on with that. And with a 35 years ago flashback on the day of Krypton's destruction, we see the Kryptonians putting another infant into a ship that they only refer to as it, saying that it will survive on Earth and reign or well on Earth and reign over them. Also, Alex proposes to Maggie in that before that happens, but we're not sure if they're referring to Doomsday. Or Brainiac, did you look anything up about that, Lane? What? The I don't know how to. I don't know what to type in. Hmm. Not really sure. I believe that at one point we did go over the origins of Doomsday, and I, I feel like that it's really close to that, but I don't, I've never looked at the origins of... I don't think Doomsday was ever a baby. Brainiac. Yeah, maybe not. Hmm. It'd be pretty interesting, though. can't find anything about him in but yeah i don't even that's just so everything was so vague about it that i don't uh, am i i think it could have been brainiac or it could have been just another fucking kryptonian that yeah doomsday was born in prehistoric times on krypton long before the human humanoid kryptonian race so yeah it's probably not it. it it might be brainiac all right. Well, anything more about this episode? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was good. Like it, it, it was an all right season, f- season finale. I mean, whatever. The, I don't like. I mean, the kind of the cliffhangers, I guess you could say, was that baby or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And him getting sucked into that wormhole because the look on his face it wasn't acting like he knew it was coming. It wasn't like no. A, he was. He looked panicky. So. We're not really sure what Kara was doing, flying into space, it seemed. but Yeah, she seems flying straight up, crying. Maybe she's going to go sit in the sun for a while. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Supergirl Prime. That would be dope. <laughs> All right. Well, we can move on to Flash then. Yeah. All right. This is getting in the Flash, season three, episode twenty-two. The f- another first part of the season finale, uh, Infantino Street. 
you know what Infantino Street is, it's exactly where, as we've been seeing all season, where Savitar kills Iris. And this is the episode that is called this, so some shit's going to go down. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> the Flash starting off with a bit of a somber note, a mere 24 hours before the death of Iris West. Everyone is taking the last night not too well. Iris asks Barry for caviar, and when he leaves, she begins recording a video. Team, uh, re- recording a video. Team Flash having finished the bazooka, they are now in need of, a, of an energy source, which happens to be located at motherfucking Argus. Probably the hardest place to break a- into in the whole fucking planet, except for maybe the Justice League Watchtower or something, you know what I mean? Right. But... Uh, even for like a speedster because they were talking why can't you just phase in there or something and there was like always answers as to why not and it, so they have they have a fucking contingency for every goddamn person apparently <clears throat> um, Cisco and Barry attempt to ask Lila for it so they attempt the they attempt the uh, calm approach first just simply asking say hey we need this but due to his mistakes with Flashpoint the fact that she has a son now instead of a daughter you know you know, uh, for, the, see Flash has all these powers but he's made a lot of mistakes and Lila can't overlook that and I cannot blame her because this thing that she would give over to him it has more power than the sun you know what I mean so, yeah it's weird so of course you know of course she's not gonna just hand that over yeah, willy nilly I, I wouldn't like either. of course we hate her I for not blame how Lila, dare you not give it to the flash fuck you but <laughs> at the same time it's like well he has fuck up all the goddamn time like, yeah none of this would be happening if it wasn't for him yeah so. that's true fucking Barry dude he, he's <sighs> the cause of everything yeah but uh, so she doesn't think that she can trust him with such a thing. So obviously the only other option is to steal it. Finding no way that Barry's speed alone can get them past all of the Argus barriers, Barry decides he needs a master thief. So he goes back to the 1800s to retrieve the mas- the greatest master thief he knows, Leonard motherfucking Snart. With the combination of HR's earth tech and Snart's cunning, they get past security and make it to the vault where, th- where, we, all- where we see the cell of Grodd. Yeah, we see a couple cells. It's really cool. I mean, we know Grodd's there. We know Cupid's there. But then they have they show a cheetah, which is a common Wonder Woman villain, which was interesting. I was hoping we'd see something or something. Right. That'd have been cool. Yeah. So they get to the door, which has the Master Lock 3000 or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember, like, whatever the fuck it was called. It had some crazy name. Which Cisco says is practically impossible to get through. Uh, but only 37 seconds in Snart does the impossible. <laughs> So he's like, I'm done. And then he's like, he's like on the phone with Cisco as Cisco's telling him, it's impossible. You can't do it. And he's like, I'm finished. It took me 30. Damn, I must be getting rusty. Like, like geez. <laughs> I love the way he talks. Like uh, an old fucking villain yeah. or like an old school gangster. So just when they think they're home free. So they start opening the fucking door. And apparently Argus has set a little guard dog known as King fucking Shark. <laughs> so uh, Barry just about to just Barry just about ready to kill King Shark with the cold gun. Captain Cold comes up with an alternative. Which is very out of out of character for you know this must have been to the point to where he was actually starting to be part of that team. Yeah. So he was starting to actually give a shit. Um. They get in there and grab the power source with a few Jaws references and some knowledge from Shark Week. Just as they grab the thing, the door begins shutting and Barry runs like a like a person. <laughs> now what I mean by this is, <laughs> so the door is closing, and. Captain Cold and the fastest man alive are about to be closed into this room, and Barry runs like a regular dude. <laughs> he could have easily grabbed Snart and just been Doop! out of there. Easy done. But no, he runs like a guy, like a <laughs> random fucking non-superhero, and barely makes it out. And he's like, 
Captain Cold's like, oh, fucking great. And like, like, what the like, fuck? I, as this is happening, Lane goes, what the fuck, dude? He ran like a person. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I love it. It'd be like, it's just like watching Goku drive a car. Like, yeah. It's fucking pointless. Or that, that, it was a whole episode of Barry just like walking and taking the bus. Yeah. And was, yeah I don't like it. It's so weird. But, I don't know. I don't know why he did that. I mean. It's a uh, bit of a plot hole. Yeah. So he runs like a person and makes it out, even uh, leaving Snart locked in behind him. Even with the taunts of Snart about leaving him behind, Barry just can't do that. Uh, face to face with King Shark, Snart makes it out just in time. Even with the grab of his foot, they shut the door, cutting the massive shark man's hand, which he promptly re- promptly regrows, which like fucking Wolverine quick or Deadpool like even quicker than fucking Deadpool's hand grew back in the movie. Yeah, dude, really like, that shit fucking, was fucking fast. Quick. I didn't know King Shark could do that. I'm not sure. So uh, during this, Joe and Wally take Iris to Earth Two. Because they think, yeah, he'll be safe there. Um, uh, so Barry shows back up to the lab and asks where they are. And HR tells him only to find out that it was not Barry, but it was, in fact, Savitar. So he was, like, wearing Flash's red suit, but he had his head turned to where he couldn't tell it was his burnt side. And so they thought it was him. I mean, I could, you can't blame him. And he's like, yeah, we took him to send him North 2. And he turns around. And he's like, ha-ha, thank you. And HR's like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, god damn it. So uh, somehow shows up there. T- oh, wait. Okay, just gets to Earth... Oh, okay. With a little effort, Savitar gets to Earth 2, kicks Wally's ass, and takes Iris. Like, yeah, we, when we say he kicks Wally's ass, there's no exaggeration. He whooped him like a fucking naughty schoolgirl and uh, takes Iris. Just before Barry somehow shows up to Earth 2, like, it was weird because, like, the breach was, like, there, but Barry came, like, from the left somewhere. Like, <laughs> like he just <laughs> he did. in. He did. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? You didn't come through the breach. You just came in. Like, how the hell did that even happen? I don't know. So, <laughs> so HR kicking himself in the ass for spilling the beans is reassured by Cisco. <laughs> but they go along with the plan to meet Savitar on Infantino Street. So, Savitar shows up right on time. Uh, Barry uses the, the Speed Force bazooka on Savitar, only for it to not end up working due to him having the Philosopher's Stone. So, he foresaw this coming and was able to get the stone to prevent it because that's how powerful it is. So meanwhile, Cisco is off in the woods fighting with Killer Frost. Yeah, so during this, it's that same scene we saw when he saw Into the Future. He saw him fighting Killer Frost in the woods or in the foresty area. So uh, back on Infantino Street, everyone is shocked due to the failure of the bazooka. With a horribly sad Killer Frost... Yeah, with a horribly sad and slow motion scene and of Ivers doing her video to Barry... So, like, you see, like, Barry, like, slow motion time, it just slows down, and then Barry's, like, running, like, towards the, the thing, the same thing they've been not wanting to happen this entire time. Yep. And they fucking, and it just has her talking, you know, that, like, you know, I love it's like you. like a monologue, like a, yeah, monologue. She, she pretty much married herself to him there. She goes, you know, that she, like, till death do us part, which is now, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but it was just, it was very sad. It was a very sad scene. So, um... She pretty much made herself to him saying, tell death to us part, just in time for everything that they feared to come to fruition. The episode ends with a teary-faced Joe and a howling Barry holding the body of Iris. What the fuck would this finale be like, we said. And we're about to tell you what the fuck this finale was like. (laughs) The Flash, Season 3, Episode 23, Finish Line. Immediately following Iris' death, in the midst of everybody being heartbroken, Iris is in Barry's arms. She drops some drumsticks. 
quickly after revealing that she is actually HR. And I did not H- see that coming. No, as I soon as I saw either. the dropstick, the drumsticks, I'm like, is that a HR? Oh, dude, I've no, I've never been so upset about a death in the Flash before, man. And HR reveals himself to be Iris. She's stand, she's like standing up on the rooftop. The ro- the rooftop wells that we saw in the last couple episodes was Iris. Like, it's crazy. It's just it's it, it's ingenious. So it, basically, what happens in a flashback. It shows Iris was being held captive. HR used the piece of Savitar's suit to track them down, which we saw in the previous episode. In a talk with Cisco, he looks down at that claw and like they make it a point to look at it. Like the camera even pans in. Yeah, so he, he tracks them down using that, and then ultimately using that technology that he had. It, it's it's cool, man. Like they they show that thing one time at the beginning of the season, and then one more time they talk about it. What that that piece of that equipment that thing that he had. Remember, like when HR first showed up and he made himself look like his partner. Yeah. That's the first time you see it, and then you don't hear about it until like the last episode, like Infantino Street. They talk about it one more time. I feel like he did it again one time, but in the middle or something. Just to, maybe as a reminder. I didn't remember seeing it any time recently. Because he used it a lot when he would go out because nobody wanted him to know that he was yeah. Harrison Wells. But either way, it, it all comes full circle, and that's what he uses to switch places with Iris, and it's just mm. crazy. So sad, man. And now it leaves Tracy completely heartbroken because they were just hitting it off. Yeah. But now that Iris is alive, um, they visit the time vault to see that Iris West Allen's name is still on the article, which is great news for them. Yeah, Uh, like they're all celebrating. It's hard. It'd be hard to celebrate, though, because HR was such a good part of the team. I loved HR so much, man. I wanted him to stick around forever. But I also like Harry Wells, so. um, They visit the time. Oh, yeah, I already said that. (laughs) Team Flash, knowing that Savitar will soon be caught up caught up to by the paradox uh, they have to stop him quickly because he has Caitlin and Cisco he wants Cisco to recalibrate the speed force bazooka into a splicer ultimately splicing him into all of existence past present and future which is fucking crazy crazy and basically rule the world that way Barry comes up with an idea and meets Savitar and suggests that Team Flash can save him at him first- <laughs> <laughs> At first, he agrees. Agrees! <laughs> but things do not go too well at Star Labs. Back at Savitar's lair, Cisco has finished the gun, and right as Killer Frost is about to kill him, Gypsy shows up and rescues him. Savitar takes Caitlyn to a field and opens the Speed Force where he needs her to stop Black Flash, which she does. Um, then she shoots him with the gun, but, but Cisco had modified it. How he wanted, making it into a Speed Force skeleton key, releasing Jay Garrick. Garrick. <laughs> a battle then ensues. Three flashes versus Savitar. This was badass. That first, that first when they're running through the forest after Savitar, and it just shows the three flashes. Like, yeah. You just see. I think you turned your head, but there was a scene where like Savitar like jumps up in slow motion, and his blades come out of his arm, and he just like cuts two trees in half. I saw. Yeah, I saw right after that happened. I missed that. It was so over, cool, dude. Then, like, they just kind of like fucking speed around it. Oh, it was so cool looking, man. <laughs> So it's, it's three flashes versus Savitar, two vibes versus Killer Frost. The vibes take the upper hand, and instead of killing her, Cisco gives her the cure and gives her the choice of becoming Caitlyn or staying Killer Frost. Uh, Savitar seeming to be on top in a last ditch effort, phases, Barry phases himself into the suit. I gotta well, say, real quick Killer Frost, <laughs> the fact that she was Caitlyn Snow, she has. 
absolutely no training in her powers whatsoever. But just being Killer Frost all of a sudden makes her this badass that she can stop the fucking Black Flash. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was a little... That uh, is bullshit. I agree. You know, she, she literally went from not ever training with her powers to just being a master. And they, try, they tried getting away with it by using by, by Savitar having a throwaway line where he's like, using cold, the only thing that could stop the Black Flash, which is not yeah, inaccurate because if Captain Cold was pretty effective on Barry. You still got to be fast enough to... Yeah, exactly. That's the way now. That's the way that it, it's a bullshit way of trying to pass off that that people hoping that people aren't going to catch it. But I guess you have to have some suspension of disbelief or something here and there. <coughs> Anywho, Barry, in a lashes effort, phases himself into Savitar's suit while simultaneously pushing Savitar out of the soup. The suit. The soup. <laughs> Savitar was in the soup. Barry pushed him out of the soup. But it was really was fucking so dope. Yeah, dude, that was dope as shit. And then Savitar's suit just turns red. Oh, it was yeah. so cool looking. Um, Barry it's refuses like, to real? kill him because I... Th- I did, Were you under the impression that that's exactly what Savitar wanted to happen? Have him kill him? Yes. I don't really know. No? That wasn't what he wanted? Because oh. he was saying, he's like, well, if you kill me, I you turn into me. Either way, I exist. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know if that's what, what he wanted was for his gun to work properly. And to have a fucking I guess every true, period yeah. of time with his. But Barry refuses to kill him. When he turns his back, Savitar lunges, but Iris shoots him, ending the fight with Savitar. Now, yeah, yeah, it was it was cool, but it was a very anticlimactic. Yeah, to me, like it was good. It just wasn't. It was, I was hoping for different. some badass fight, like. But at, yeah, after he hits the ground, like the paradox catches up with him and he's erased from existence. So, mm-hmm. so at HR's funeral, which was super sad. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Caitlin reveals that she is no longer Killer Frost or Caitlin Snow. She decides to not take the cure and to go discover herself. Just when all seems well, some type of lightning storm, earthquake thing starts happening. But it is not some simple disaster. It is the Speed Force trying to claim a speedster for its prison. Barry decides to make the ultimate sacrifice, saying goodbye to everyone, and ascends into the Speed Force with his Speed Force mom. I gotta say what it said on HR's gravestone. It said, two most important times in somebody's life is when the day you were born and the day and the you, day you find out why." Yep, I love that. Yeah, it's a cool quote. Definitely an interesting end to this season. How, dude? How cool would it be if the the beginning of next season we see Wally West in the Flash costume? Yeah, like running around being the badass Flash. That'd be dope. Fuck yeah, dude. I want that's what I want, man. That'd be so cool. Did you finish? Yes, I'm done. I'm done. We yeah, can this go. scene was sad. I was tearing up a little bit on this too, but it was but like I said, it was still just he just it wasn't as they weren't acting as sad as you you know, like Barry wasn't acting all that sad. It was weird. Like but uh, he it, felt it's so like, it's so weird. He's very elated that Iris isn't dead, but sad at the same time that HR had to go. But then now he's but now he feels like this will finally fix everything. Yeah. By Everything he's fucked up is now fixed because of him. By just taking the being in that prison that he created. This is a weird way. If this is how they're going to do how he ended up there instead of crisis. That's weird. That is going to be weird. I don't know. It. Mm-hmm. It. The, the, I originally thought that because remember when they the when the lightning was hitting everything, mm-hmm. the skies were red, and that's what you know. But that that doesn't happen until twenty twenty four. The red skies vanish and things. So I don't know. We're gonna move on to Arrow then. You read the first slide. Okay.
All right, Arrow, season two, I'm sorry, season five, episode 22, entitled Missing. The team holds a birthday party for Oliver, but Renee, Dinah, and Curtis are later kidnapped by Chase's outside team. Realizing that Chase is picking them off after Thea and Quentin are kidnapped by Black Siren and Evelyn. Oliver accepts Malcolm's aid to help him kidnap Chase. However, Chase reveals that he has kidnapped William, and Oliver is forced to free him. William. The ball! Felicity and Diggle are also kidnapped by Talia and the League of Assassins, and Oliver recruits Nyssa to help them fight in Chase's army. Tracking a plane carrying Chase, they realize they are going to Leon Yu. Arriving on the island, Oliver visits Slade and asks for his help. In the flashbacks, Kovar injects a drug into Oliver that forces him to suffer flashbacks to the times he killed or watched others die over the last five years. Or got hurt. Or got hurt, yes. Um, After enduring hallucinations of Yao Fei and Laurel, Oliver eventually finds the strength to escape. That's pretty much the gist of it. Like, uh, nothing really more happened. It was just all a big-ass setup episode for... The finale, but it does reveal why Renee didn't show up to his his child's hearing and all that stuff because he was kidnapped, right? But like I said, all set up for this final episode, the end of the five years that Oliver spent outside of Starling City. Okay, go ahead. All right, season five, episode 23, the season finale of Arrow, titled Lian Yu. Oliver is forced to knock out an Argus agent in order to have access to Slade, who seems a little different. Uh, Slade reveals that his Mirakuru has worn off a while ago. So, like, what? Why, why do I got my marbles? <laughs> That's not a very good Slade Wilson. Impression. It's not good Slade Wilson at all. <laughs> I it's not you. just not very good. It sucks. <laughs> I th- in my head, I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna work pretty good," <laughs> but so yeah, apparently he, you know, the mirror crew wore off, so now it's leaving him with the memories of all of the evil he committed, but in a dreamlike way. Like he says, "Like I remember it all," but it's like very dreamlike. Uh, he also gets Captain Boomerang. So we have the Green Arrow, Deathstroke, Captain Boomerang, the Magician, and Nissa Al Ghul going after Prometheus, Earth Two Black Canary. Artemis and Tali Algirl. What what a fucking group of people, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got that dog goddamn right. You got that dog damn right. <laughs> during uh, so during preparation, a rocket out of nowhere comes in. Like it's it's kind of it was kind of ironic because he's like, so why do you have a rocket launcher? And Oliver's like, I ain't gonna play fair. And then all of a sudden, you <laughs> <laughs> fucking rocket comes out of nowhere and blows their shit fucking plane up. And Oliver's just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't couldn't he didn't even have any expression and on like Slay's just like there goes our way off the island kid like how was my impression <laughs> didn't sound like yourself <laughs> <laughs> here's my impression of the uh, never mind I don't, I don't. here's my impression of my of me hi <laughs> my, Hello. Name, my name is Lane <laughs> I don't even sound like that though do I <laughs> what no, you I, don't sound I, like I get that. my own impression wrong <laughs> But okay. <laughs> uh, the Talia. following, the following is an impression of myself. Hey, <laughs> no, you're just supposed to read. <laughs> oh, you say say the following is an impression of Wayne. The following is an. Imp- 
The following is my impression of Lane. Team Arrow track. <laughs> Team Arrow, <laughs> Team Arrow tracks down some of the prisoners being guarded by Talia and Artem. Man, that's a pretty goddamn good impression of me. <laughs> um, okay, for real talk. All right, let's get this done. <laughs> Team Arrow tracks down some of the prisoners being guarded by Talia and Artemis. <laughs> I have coke come out of my nose, dude. Gonna, I can't focus right now. All right, one second. <laughs> Oh, this bump. Dude. Oh, a bump on my neck. It hurts. <laughs> Team Arrow tracks down some of the prisoners being guarded by Talia and Artemis. Team Arrow overcomes them, locking up Artemis and Boomerang, who turned on them at the last fucking second like little bitch. <laughs> While Talia gets away. With fucking... Like, Oliver gets away. You'd think that people that use this method to get away <laughs> would be able to see through it when other people use the same fucking way. Yeah. You're telling me, uh, you know, Oliver's like, well, I know exactly what she just did. I do the same thing. <laughs> She's no, up in that like, tree what? right there. It's like, <laughs> like, they're like, like what if Oliver, what if she did then? Oliver's just like, I can see you. Like, uh, you're right there. <laughs> She's like, shit. <laughs> Foils again. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so while Talia gets away, Team Arrow tracks down Talia while the prisoners try to make it back to Prometheus's plane. The prisoners being Felicity, uh, Curtis, um, William's mom. And Thea, and they're being led by Malcolm. Now, on the way to the plane, they're talking, and you know, Thea's having her. <laughs> what? I just got an image. You've seen Kung Pao, right? Yeah. That dude does that in that thing, but it fails. Does what? He's like standing out in the field, and he holds this thing up, and he like throws it on the ground, and smoke comes, but the wind blows it away really <laughs> oh, fast. Oh, yeah. And he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I, that's just, I immediately thought of that. I haven't movie. watched that movie in years. Pain dude. in the ass. I want to watch that movie. Me too. That's our weekly recommend. Watch Kung Pao. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh yeah. So they're going there, and uh, there are you know Thea and fucking Merlin are arguing like typical. Like he's like, "I love you. You're my daughter." He goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> like it's pretty much what you're hearing. And then uh, all of a sudden you hear this click. Oh like, shit! Like what's wrong? And she goes, "Thea just stepped on a on a, a landmine." He goes, and they're like, "The the trigger looks rusted." And somebody's like, "Is that a good thing?" And they're like, "That is a horrible thing." That means we can't disarm it. So he's like, "All right." He's like, "Thea, you need to move in in two seconds. Move, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the place." And everybody's like, "No." And Thea's like, "No, you can't do that. I don't, you don't. I want you to help me. Like, even even have to save her life." She's like, "Fuck you, Merlin." Like, it's just funny. <laughs> and he's basically but, like, "Okay," but he fucking shoulder budges her off and steps on it in her place. And he tells him to go, and he will take care of things. He's, like, "I'll disarm this, and then I'll catch up." Blah blah blah. So they run off, and Captain Boomerang shows up with a group of um, Talia's henchmen, I guess, whatever the fuck you want to call them. And he goes, "That's a pretty weird. That's a pretty weird uh, fucking strategy." That's He's not weird. Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I hear him all the time. <laughs> you hear him as Scottish? Sure. Interesting. Apparently. Your trip to Australia would be really fucking strange. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever he's from. He's from Australia. He he was from a, Oh yeah, it's like Crocky. <laughs> That's a pretty crappy. <laughs> I can't fucking think of. But anyway, so and then the Marlin like smiles. He goes, oh, "I guess I'll show you." And then he fucking and then it shows like the other group running away and then you can see the explosion from away and then uh, man, I, I I bet he's not dead. I mean, they call him the magician. They don't call him that for nothing. Yeah. So somehow I I don't know what we got. What happened at the end too? My you know, yeah. Like, but um, 
So when they get to the plane, they realize that the land. Yeah, so when they get to the plane, they realize that the island is covered in explosives. Like, C4 explosive all over the island. Like, it had, like, an up view fucking view. Yeah, network together. Everywhere, man. I was like, holy shit. Hundreds of them. C fucking 4. So, uh, Team Arrow tracks them to some type of temple where they are holding all of the prisoners. Where it then seems that Deathstroke turns on them by knocking Oliver out. This is just a ploy to get the Black Canary her necklace. Now, I mentioned it because... Uh, and I was like, what about her necklace? Like, uh, why did Curtis not give it to her? I mean, of course they did Right, yeah, I had no idea. But uh, it's a necklace that Curtis made that, for one, for one thing, it directs her scream. I think it makes it more, you know, she can, like, focus it more. Yeah. But it also overruns any dampeners, sound right. dampeners that somebody might be using as defense, which is genius. So she gives her the necklace, she puts it on, and she fucking screams the chains away. And they're coming out, and Deathstroke's like, oh, well, they're right on time, or they're late, or something. And they come out, and so like, oh, that was just a fucking thing. And I was like, oh, I had to find some way to get to them. So I called it too. I was like, he's fucking on the same. He's not. That was a, yeah. It was, it was very fucking foreseeable. Like yeah. <clears throat> so uh, so they all escape where a little war takes place. So like all of them, like all of Team Arrow, and then all of Team Talia or Team Prometheus, whatever the fuck you want to call them, just face off. It was just dope as shit. Like it's like Civil War shit, but not quite to that level. But you know what we're saying. So, uh, Team Oliver coming out on top, and Prometheus begs to be killed, like he wants to die. Finally saying that William is dead, but but Oliver will not succumb to this. He says, I don't believe you. He goes, no matter what you do, I will not do what you want. I will not kill you, because that is what he wants. Yeah. And he doesn't, no matter what happens, apparently. So, while on the way back to the plane, see a step, oh. Okay, Prometheus escapes. Uh, Oliver sends everyone else to meet at the plane. Now, this would be Prometheus's plane. Because their plane got fucked up, some something else happened, and so uh, all of them, all of them are at the plane. Then they soon realize that the plane is sabotaged, meaning that like it's funny because he's like, I, he's like, I'm no fucking a grade A thing, but I know how to start a plane. And she goes, Is it the fucking? No offense, but is it the uh, operationer? Like, I was like, Damn, that was pretty dickish. Yeah. So the uh, sorry, yeah. What was that thing they found? They're like, we found this thing next to the plane. It's like a, if he's like, tell, please tell me that's not what I think it is. He goes, Well, it depends on if you think it's a fucking. Outside wing regulator or something. Else. Hydraulic. <laughs> hydraulic. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Curtis is always saying the wrong fucking shit all the time. The but plane. The plane. <laughs> the plane. So uh, they soon realize that the plane is sabotaged and there is no way out. And the explosives are also set to a dead man's switch. So if Prometheus were to die, the island would go bo- boom. And that's, you know, now we get a really idea why Prometheus wants him to kill him because... If he kills Prometheus and then the the island blows up and all of his friends die, then therefore Oliver killed all of his friends. Or at least that's what he wants them to feel. So Oliver catches up to him on the boat. On the boat. Now, it's funny because I don't... Dude, Prometheus is fucking genius, man. He's called every goddamn thing because as he was leaving on the helicopter in the last episode, he says, I will see you on the boat. Yep. And you don't see a boat until right here. And it's like, and that's where the fuck they end up. He fucking knew it, man. I can't believe that. Yeah. And he had the, his boy on that boat, too, so he knew it was happening. Like, mm-hmm. That is crazy to me. Yeah, How dude, the he's fuck? insane. So smart, dude. Imagine if he could have done so much. So um, so he pulls William out and has a gun to his head, telling Oliver, you either kill me along with all of your friends or I kill your son. And we were all thinking it, and then Oliver said it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking much, man. So uh, Oliver being Oliver shoots his leg instead, which is, tip- I mean... Oliver doesn't miss. You know, if he wants to, sh- you know, he even if there's just a little bit of room, he's going to hit you. You know, he's always going to hit you. Oh, yeah. 
Now, unless you catch his arrow or something. I mean, I, I don't consider that missing. That's just somebody Dude, caught your arrow. Dude, you fucking hit that arrow out of Talia. Yeah, but he threw that fucking dart in that arrow because Talia was going to shoot the boy's mother. Yeah. And then fucking Oliver just threw a tiny little needle thing at the arrow and it just went ding. Yeah, oh, so cool. So accurate, man. Uh, so Oliver shoots him in the leg and then he gets his son and, his, and oh, getting his son and his friends to safety or so it would seem. For Prometheus does the unthinkable. He puts a gun to his own head and kills himself, causing the island to explode, seemingly killing everybody. Like the, it was crazy, just boom, 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 dude, boom. Left us all hanging on the cliff, man. I can't imagine, dude, how they got like they're all not dead. They can't be, but I don't. I have no idea. They're gonna. It's gonna be. They're gonna just have to show us how the fuck they got out, dude. I, I all I know is that the season six premiere of Arrow, I'm more excited for than any premiere of Arrow that I've ever seen. But I gotta say, man, this season was leaps and bounds f- better than season four. I think this is the best finale of all three of these shows. Oh, I have to agree with you. Flash I'm just was saying, good, but as far wasn't. as Arrow goes, like in in Arrow's past, this is probably the Arrow's best finale and their best season. Like, I don't know about not that. best season. I guess not best season, but better than season four. Season four was shit. Oh, the finale. What was the finale? He killed when he killed Rachel Gould. That was the finale, right? I. My name is Oliver Queen. Was that the finale? Or was I that- don't know if that was the finale. I don't remember. It probably. But either way, this was good. I loved seeing fucking Deathstroke again. It was so cool. Yeah, it was watching really him awesome. kick ass. Brutal. Oh. Yeah, dude. He's uh, he. This this shit was crazy. It was cool. Probably my definitely my favorite of the of the three that we watched. Now I'm pretty excited for the Gotham finale. It's going to be two hours long. When is that? I am not sure. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Gotham season three finale. Let's see. Grab her by the arm. It's coming close. It says third season of Gotham is coming to a close, and it's evident that every conflict in the city is coming to a head. Let's see if it has. There won't be any harm in Johnny said. It doesn't say anything. Oh, Monday, June 5th. Take my that's soon, man. That's uh, that's next Monday. Next Monday, so we only have one. Hmm. Yeah, that's next Monday. So we'll have... Yeah, that's crazy. We'll have... Th- no, dude, we'll have three episodes of Gotham to talk about next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Three episodes of Gotham, hopefully, and Wonder Woman, hopefully. Well, de- uh, ho- definitely three episodes of Gotham, but hopefully Wonder Woman. But Are we done talking? yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. See you guys next week. Nerd Talkalypse is not endorsed by any of the companies represented. All references are used under fair use laws for review and examination thereof. And this podcast was made for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening to us geek out and come back next week for more reviews, news, and Nerd Talkalypse.